If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Three, two, one. Do you know what I feel like doing? So I feel like kicking back, relaxing, and getting comfy. Welcome to the Get Comfy Game Break. And before we get into today's pod, I'd like to say thank you to anybody and everybody who is liking and sharing this podcast with anybody and everybody you know. It's time to grab your lightsabers and blasters, and it's time to set off to a galaxy far, far away once more. With multiple reports suggesting that a Star Wars gaming boom is likely on the horizon, we're going to break it all down for you. Insider Gaming is reporting that Disney would like a Star Wars game every six months. The article posted to Insider Gaming claims that Disney wants one major AAA title and one smaller game per fiscal year, which is something Lucasfilm is set to deliver on. Now, before we jump the gun here, it is widely known that there are so far eight confirmed Star Wars games already on various stages of development. Now, there is also another rumor making the rounds that one of these eight games could be a Mandalorian game, but that's just pure speculation at this point. Now, we're going to run down the list of what games we do know are on the way. The Amy Henning and Skydance Media Star Wars game, the untitled first-person shooter from Respawn Entertainment, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, an untitled strategy game from Respawn, the untitled Ubisoft Open World game, Star Wars Eclipse from Quantum Dream, the Knights of the Old Republic remake from Saber Interactive, and Star Wars Hunters, which is a mobile battle royale game. Now, running down that full list, there is no shortage of Star Wars content for gamers. That, accompanying the report that Disney wants two games a year, I'm kind of worried for the Star Wars IP. Now, in time, I could eat my words and all these games could be hits. But when has that ever really worked out in the gaming industry? Look no further than the Assassin's Creed franchise that pumped out title after title, almost months apart, only to hit a wall when it came to the lack of diversity between entries making them a copy and paste job just set in different eras of time. But I want to give credit where credit's due, specifically pointing out that Respawn has made great games. And in relation to this video, I'm more or less talking about Jedi Fallen Order. But this is more of a matter of oversaturation at this point. This is also not even mentioning the drama behind the scenes with some of these studios, where the Knights of the Old Republic and Eclipse devs apparently have a lack of direction behind the scenes, people getting fired and new people being brought in mid-dev process, which kind of creates a whole new set of problems like delays. So with all that being said, I think it's very ambitious to aim for two games a year when it seems like one game, logistically speaking, can't get done in one. Now, I haven't even mentioned the TV and movie space when it comes to Star Wars because in a weird way, it actually does tie into this space. 
Before we continue the show, I wanted to take a little time to talk about Noom. Noom uses the latest in behavioral science to empower people to take control of their health for good through a combination of psychology, technology, and human coaching on their platform to help millions of users meet their personal health and wellness goals. A lot of people face pressures to change themselves to fit other people's expectations, and the more freeing solution is to find the things that work for you. Noom understands that everyone's weight loss journey is unique, and what works for someone else might not really work for you. That's why Noom's approach adapts to your lifestyle. It's flexible and focuses on progress, not perfection, allowing you to work towards your goals at a pace that's comfortable for you. And for me personally, that's huge. I know that I am not Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I know that I'm not getting up at four in the morning to go work out. But by using Noom and having that little more of uh, flexibility and stability, it certainly helps with my journey here. Noom also makes it easy to start your weight loss journey and stay on track with personalized lessons that help you gain confidence and a practical knowledge one-on-one coaching, and cognitive behavioral approaches that teach you how to be mindful of your habit. 75% of Noom weight loss users finished the program, and more than 60% of users that engaged with the program kept the weight off for a year or more. So start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at Noom.com slash believe. Again, that is Noom, N-O-O-M, dot com slash believe bl with subpar movie releases like the sequel trilogies and shows like the book of boba fett being released to a rather negative fan reception disney seems to be taking a break from the movie and tv side of things and primarily focusing on its games and speaking from a fan perspective too here fans nowadays can get a little fatigued when it comes to seeing too much of a single property it kind of takes away the allure and hype that it originally garnered. Now, the root of this, of course, is Disney themselves. This can be seen not too far away in the House of Mouse when talking about the Marvel property as well. I'm looking at you, Marvel's Avengers game. We also did just get announcements of an Amy Henning Captain America Black Panther game, along with an EA Iron Man game. And here I am, releasing two videos a week. But at this point, it appears as if the strategy here is, at least looking at it through the lens of Disney, they're going to release a lot of games. Some games might not be for you, but some might. But at the end of the day, Disney will release a Star Wars game that will appeal to some form of a fan base in the gaming space, whether that be FPS, RPGs, or even RTS games, as a sort of Star Wars charcuterie board, if you will. Now, to play the other side of the coin like I always do here, EA had a stranglehold on the Star Wars license for years and only made two games. Gamers around the world were wondering, how on earth is that even possible? You had the hottest IP in pop culture, and two games was the best you can do? Well, we got what we wanted, I guess? But let me know what your thoughts are down below surrounding this massive influx of Star Wars games coming our way. Do you see us heading into a sort of uh, market crash when it comes to the Star Wars IP, whether that be its video games, movies, or even shows coming to Disney Plus? And that about does it here for all things Star Wars related. I have been Kalo. I gave you the lowdown on all things Star Wars related. I'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.